Worth It or Worthless, a show where every episode we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm yours, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we played Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Punch-Out is the story of one boxer's quest to successfully discern intricate patterns in each of their opponent's movements and attacks. In other words, to beat Punch-Out, you need to have a plan. But as Mike Tyson famously once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, which is unfortunately something that happens frequently in this game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. I appreciate, uh, yeah, like, I, I appreciate you you bringing Mike Tyson into this yeah. um, so heavily. But uh, did you actually play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Or did you play Punch-Out? Uh, no, I just played Punch-Out. Did you, did you Punch-Out featuring, featuring Mr. Dream? I just played Punch-Out on the NES online service on the Switch, <laughs> which is not the... 1987 licensed Mike Tyson version, but no. other than a palette swap and a part of the game that I never got to, it was uh, the exact same. Yeah, and do you know why Mike Tyson's Punch Out was not the version on the Switch Online? Because the license expired. Because the license expired. But furthermore, did you? <laughs> as I was researching, the, jumping the jumping, there's the, some theories. Jumping the shark on the fun fact. There's some theories, but the yeah. actual Nintendo did not approach Mike Tyson to see if it was okay to put Mike Tyson's Punch Out on Switch Online service. Oh, they oh, oh, I see what you're saying. No, just didn't bother. He's even. sort of a controversial character these days. I can understand why <laughs> they wouldn't. Now, when the license expired, he was no longer the world champion. They're like, are we going to really bother re-upping with a guy who's not the world champion anymore? Oh, yeah, because he's not the world champion anymore. Yes. And then uh, a couple of years after that, there were some allegations about oh, you talking crimes about, uh, he may have committed. And I thought you were in the time about- since then, he bit a guy's ear off. And he's been a generally controversial <laughs> character for the last 20 years. So I can understand why Nintendo didn't want that version on their service that uh, children play. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> children, children are. Pl- well, actually, my child does play the. Yeah, the I got NES. lots of students who play this. Stuff. But uh, <laughs> when you said he wasn't the world champion anymore, I thought you no, meant. No, no, no. I thought you meant now. I was like, when the <laughs> license well, expired you mean chi- yes. and they ended up. Reprinting it as Punch Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, Mike Mike Tyson would have gotten another shot. Were he still the world champion in 2023? Honestly, (laughs) if the guy had managed to be the world champion for like 36 years, yeah, I think they probably (laughs) would be wanting to license him for this game. I think everybody would just associate him with boxing. Yeah, but you think like I feel like everybody just associates this game with Mike Tyson. And so yeah. I do feel like regardless of the the controversies of Mike Tyson in the last few decades, um, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, it would make sense, but. That's fair. I mean, there's lots of things that people associate with older versions of whatever, you know? I just don't it's think, like, of, here, think of about Mr. This. Dream's punch out. Before we started recording, <laughs> you were talking about Blink-182. And even oh, during no. like the 10-year period where uh, it was only like one original member, like everybody still thought of Blink-182 as the original three guys. Now they're all back together again. But it's like you always think of like the original version that you encountered. Well, um, all right. Well, I'm going to leave that one alone. That's fine. But, That's but, fine. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Talking about the original members of Blink-182. Goodness. Uh, all right, Jordan, let's get into the fun facts. Let's I would love to. Fun facts. Did you know that this one was uh, developed and published by Nintendo? I Is did. 
Uh, the gold version of this game was released in Japan in September of 1987, which uh, apparently the gold version is like a rare cartridge where there was only like a few thousand of them printed. Yeah. Do you know what they were printed for? Or is my trivia still intact? Well, did it's you one of my trivia questions? I assumed you might have this. Well, one of them was a a lottery. The other one was a some kind of high score contest of some sort, I think, if I'm not mistaken. OK, this we can keep um, this intact then because you, okay. you don't know. Yeah, well, I forgot. It's it's so what happened was we were supposed to record this episode a few weeks ago. Yeah, we were all geared up to to Mike Tyson's punch out. And then some things happened in life and we didn't get to record. Yeah. And now I'm looking at my fun facts and I'm like. I did research a while ago. <laughs> this is good. I like this because it gives me a better chance of stumping you on the yeah, trivia. So I got yeah. two trivia questions for you some, later. Some rusty. Show. I mean, I, I do have, a, you know, a deep history with Mike Tyson's punch out. I don't do know if you, you know this. Yeah, this is one of my favorite games of all time. That makes sense because we've covered so many fighting games on this podcast. <laughs> and I figured it must all come from your love as a child of <laughs> yes. Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. Did this, would this technically count as the first fighting game that we covered? I was going to ask you, like, you say it's a fighting game and I'm like, maybe tech i get yeah the closest we've come yeah maybe i although i was considering um whether we should do uh teenage mutant ninja turtles the fighting edition we just haven't covered enough ninja turtles games on this podcast i mean maybe anyways i think we can stick in our lane we can mm. stick to what is our lane not fighting games not it's pretty fight, much it's like everything but fighting games <laughs> <laughs> and racing games We've done that aren't on carts. Okay. <laughs> we did uh cruising USA. Yeah, we did. And that went well. Uh, <laughs> I remember having like a kind of positive time about it. I don't. Oh, okay. I well, I, I mean, that's pretty. We cool. liked cruising world. Yeah. Yeah. We did not like cruising USA. Okay. All right. It's coming, it's coming back now. More fun facts. <laughs> Mike Tyson's punch out came out in North America in October of 87 uh, came out in Japan November of '87, and the PAL regions. It came out in December. You're talking about specifically about the console version. Mike Tyson's Punch Out is what I have. Okay, because there was an arcade game. Check Wikipedia. I don't know when the arcade game came out. I think it was that, a few years earlier. Well, I, I actually think the arcade game originally came out um, a couple of years ago on the Switch. Nintendo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, there's an arcade archives version of. Oh, uh, okay. Punch you out can buy on the, the Switch the switch yeah they made a punch out arcade game and then they made a super punch out arcade yes. game and then not they to made... be confused with regular super punch out no not no no don't do that because <laughs> it's not and then they made an arm wrestling game called punch out which you don't punch in arm wrestling unless you're talking about like the new have you seen this extreme arm wrestling uh-uh. there's like I don't know. It's it's called like extreme arm wrestling. Something like that. Okay. And they have to arm wrestle, but, and they're chained by their waist to a post between them. Okay. But while they're arm wrestling, they can also throw punches and launch kicks at each other. So it's like professional wrestling, but you're chained to a post and you're trying to shove the other person's arm down. You can win by pinning them like normal in an arm wrestling match. Or by just like knocking them, knocking out. them, yeah, <laughs> knocking them out. I don't, it was, it was one of those things that like the inventor of USC invented after he was kicked out of being a part of UFC and he was like trying to strike gold again. And I don't that, think it ever really took off. I think he also had a hand in like the slap fighting. Have you what? seen this? No. There's like, we, you slap each other in the face and you're trying to knock each other out that way. It's just, you get a slap and you can't hit them in the what? ear. You can't hit them. Yeah. It's a whole what? thing. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a thing. So the dude from UFC goes like, we're going to take legit 
MMA, and I'm just going to try to shoehorn that into some other thing. He was probably inspired by how, who's the wrestling, the old wrestling guy? Vince McMahon. And he invented the XFL. You know what? I can't even tell you how many times the XFLs in the course of the last like two minutes that you've been talking. Yeah. Just XFL. Yeah. Just like, I think the rock owns it now. I was going to just leave it alone. Oh, okay. I was going to leave it alone. There's something Um, about guys who are involved in combat sports trying to invent similarly, similarly extreme sports that don't do as well as their original thing. Well, football, American football is extremely popular. Yeah, they have um, they have three great albums. <laughs> you know the band, you know about the band American Football? Really loved their their debut album when I was in high school. <laughs> That's what you're talking about, right? The band American Football, or you mean the sport? Mo- no, I was talking about modern baseball. Um, that's a, is that a that's a band too isn't it okay i originally went to the say oh, anything sprouts. album baseball but then i remember there's a band called modern oh, baseball word. we get all right anyways this we, is a music podcast now you guys gosh, start yeah. with blink 182 end up with say anything oh goodness i don't even know punch out uh yeah. august uh, uh oh because oh, we, we were talking about the arm yeah, wrestling we don't have to talk about arm wrestling game. it's an important part of this game's yes. story dan uh, punch out, regular punch out, August of 1990 in North America and in, in Europe. You, when you say regular punch out, you mean the no longer featuring Mr. Dream. Yes. The no longer licensed Mike Tyson version of the game. Yeah. Mike Tyson's punch out, punch out featuring Mr. Dream. Obviously it doesn't, it truly doesn't matter because 99% of people are never going to get to the final boss. Uh, I don't think that's true. That's a true step. That's a true step. That's true. Jordan, I can go to we rewind. I could go. How long to beat? 14 hours. How long to beat? But how long to beat is going to tell you how many people can complete this game. And it's going to be way less than. How long to beat? 99 hours. Mike Tyson's punch out. Uh, yeah, I saw somebody on online talking about like going back to play this game as an adult. Like, man, I always I could always get to the final boss, but I couldn't beat him. And somebody yeah. commented on it. Just put on a, cot- a pot of coffee and do it. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're going to need a whole pot of coffee to like. Just go through the entire night and for one fight. Yeah. Well, I think there's a password that takes you straight to him. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just talking about that. They're saying for that one fight, you're going to need a whole pot of coffee. Well, you just need a whole pot of coffee anyways. Oh, like, I, that's just life facts. Not I you, but we don't have to. Don't, like, yeah. You, yeah. This is now a coffee podcast. Oh, my gosh. Can we keep talking about fun facts? A cough cast. <laughs> a cough cast. Do you want to get it all out? Uh, Jordan, the gold, for, the gold version of the game. Featured Super Macho Man as the final boss. Also featured in Super Punch-Out. Not Macho Man Randy Savage. Nobody could say for sure. It's not like a licensed character. It's too rare of a game for anybody to actually know. He also doesn't have a beard. <laughs> I saw you fighting him today. He didn't have a beard. He can't be Macho Man. Well, that was in the regular. That was featuring Mr. Dream. So I don't okay. know about... I think the gold version actually does have the Macho Man Randy Savage in it. Is and I think American, Nintendo lost the license and didn't re-up it for the record. Is American wrestling out. famous in Japan? And also, does Japan not know the difference between American wrestling and boxing? Well, have you heard of New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> no, I haven't heard of that. I have not heard of that. Uh, Jordan, Mike Tyson was used until the, <laughs> the license expired, and then Mr. Dream was used, which... We've alluded to 8,000 times. There are a total of 14 opponents. Yeah. 
I like how that many of them did the, you fight? In the manual, it lists like the first five or six, and then it says, and a bunch more. And like <laughs> it gives you stats and like a picture and like all of this stuff for each opponent. And then it says, and a bunch more. And there's like more room on the page. Yeah. But they just don't bother listing them all. I don't think the developers even remembered all of the guys in the game. Yeah, I think it was like a Smash TV situation where they're like, it doesn't really matter. Nobody's going to get to the, the end of the <laughs> game. So we're not going to finish it. Uh, I'm just going to say more characters. Yeah. Uh, it is. It was rumored, Jordan, that Mike Tyson was paid fifty thousand dollars for the use of his likeness for three years. That doesn't seem like a lot. Well, this was in the eighties, so <laughs> I know. But actually you, is a you lot. can double it from nineteen ninety to now, a little yeah, bit more than that now. It's, so it's still like even like a hundred. Even to say it will be super generous. Say it's two hundred thousand dollars. That's not a lot for the the champion of the world to license their name out for a game. Well, if you think about the state of video games at the time, coming off of the the crash of '83, video games probably weren't like that's fair. That's actually that. a really um, good historical perspective. It yeah. was not the multi-billion-dollar behemoth of an industry that it is today. Correct. Also, apparently, it was a risk uh, for Nintendo, as it occurred before Tyson won the title in November of 1986. Oh, that so that's another so another aspect of it. Think of all um, those. Uh, video games licensed for characters who aren't world championships. It's so embarrassing. Uh, um, talk to me. Uh, uh, talk to me about this This extensive list of... I don't know. Of, There's lots of games <laughs> that have people's names. Like, that have... I'm trying... Like, I've thought of, like, Madden video games, but I think that guy won a lot of Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, Madden was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, Wayne, Gretzky, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky hockey. Dude won some stuff. Okay, can we talk about um, John Madden for a second? Yeah, no, sure. Uh, I don't Why know. Why not? I, this is a football <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's just a sports video game podcast now. I think we can all agree the best <laughs> contribution that John Madden made to society is the turkey with six turkey legs. I went to the Renaissance Festival yesterday and got a turkey leg, and I feel like we need more turkey legs on our turkeys at thanksgiving what? and john madden was a pioneer he put six turkey legs on I a turkey don't know what you're talking you, about have you okay i don't we live in detroit can I, can i'm I, not a detroit lions fan but every single thanksgiving detroit plays on thanksgiving you know this yes and back in the 90s and 2000s when we were kids john madden would host thanksgiving day football and whatever team won, they would bring out this turkey and it had six turkey legs on it and they Man. would take them off and give them to the MVPs. Right. You don't I, remember this? No, I don't. It was a big thing. And then when when he stopped being a part of the broadcast, he like they tried to keep doing it and he sued them and they can't do it anymore. It's a big thing. It's a part of our cultural milieu. I don't. Yeah, OK, I don't know. I, that's news to me. All right. But it's probably true because it's one of those random Jordan facts that doesn't sound true, but it is. I think all of our listeners are nodding along listen, to me saying, Dan, how dare you? Listen, I just wanted to talk about John Madden for a second. So did I. You took it in the ball and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good football pun. All right, John Madden, I'm going to step away. I'm going to let you say whatever you need to say about John Madden. <laughs> Uh, I only know John Madden as the commentator. Did he? Is he a football playing legend, or uh, is he just a commentary legend? That's not a statement. <laughs> that's a question. That's what I wanted to talk about. I was, uh, I was trying to figure out. Who I know that he coached. I know that John he was a Madden coach. Was. I, he had to have been a player. Look at the guy. Okay, one second. I only Opening know him from the Wikipedia the popular franchise of of football games that yes, are. Yes, he played. Still running. He played. Uh, one season at the College of San Mateo before getting a scholarship at University of Oregon. Okay. And then he went on to play uh, 
for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Uh, what position? Uh, uh, it's got to be a lineman. He's got to be a lineman. <laughs> Uh, is this just the the podcast where we read John Madden's Wikipedia? He played offense and defense. Man, that <laughs> has to be a line. Come, anyway, then he coached. Uh, he then coached. he coached. Uh, it's not a quarterback. <laughs> um, coached in college. I'm a little bit concerned with how long it's taking you coach to, the Raiders to run down, bro. This is a massive Wikipedia thing. What do you I want me to say? Goodness, I didn't. Realize. It does not say what position he played. How is that possible? Offense and defense, Dan. Offense and defense. John Madden, legendary offenseman for the footballs. <laughs> anyway, well, that Anyways, was your question. You just wanted to know. Uh, I, yeah, I just I didn't. He played tackle. tackle. Oh, that's a little bit. That's a little bit more athletic okay. line position. Okay. One of those th- are the guys that are like typically, you know, on the outside a little bit. So. My my football knowledge not terribly extensive. I know I vaguely Outside understand the, line. the rules of football, but I can't tell you most of the positions or you know things about football. So you went I, to a I football apologize. game this year. I, I, I did. I also went to one back in 2018 with you. That yeah. was the last time I went to a a good football frequent game. connoisseur of live football. Yes, uh, <laughs> sports in general. I do like sports, just don't watch a lot of them because uh, I don't have time. Uh, any, anyways, anyways, anyways. What you were trying to say was John Madden reminded you of Benji Madden, one of the Madden twins from Good so Charlotte, because this is a music yeah. podcast. So we have to bring it back to oh, crappy. All right. Anyways, uh, we already talked about the fact that Nintendo didn't bother to to contact Mike Tyson about re-upping the license, which bothered Mike Tyson, apparently. Oh, okay. Probably didn't bother Nintendo. Well, who doesn't want money for their name and no other work? <laughs> I, wouldn't you be a little upset? Like, oh man, this guy doesn't want to give me his more. likeness. Okay, his name, image, and likeness. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. It doesn't cost. It's not. It's not making him do any additional work for this. Is what I'm saying. Uh-oh. Wouldn't you be disappointed to not get another free check? Eh, maybe. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, apparently, this game sold uh, two million copies in North America by 1988. Wow, that's a lot. Actually, that's a lot of copies, especially for an NES game. Yeah. I didn't realize this was that popular. Uh, yeah. We didn't were, have this. None of my friends had this. This, yeah. Punch-Out! feels like one of those games. Yeah. Which kind of like... Who are, was buying this? So this is available on the NES, Switch Online, the NES Mini, etc. This is one of those like, oh, Nintendo is involved in it's it. Always, there's going to be a Punch-Out! on it, probably. There's always those things. Like, we're in life where you hear that something is number one. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know anybody who interacted with that thing. Like... For example, <laughs> for example, we all know that Creed and Nickelback <laughs> have numerous platinum records, but I've never met a person that listens to those bands. Similarly, for the longest time, for like 10 years running, Two and a Half Men was the number one show on TV. Never met a person <laughs> that watched it. Then you had uh, Big, Bang the Big Bang Theory, which I know one person who watched it, but yeah. like it's still number one and it's not even broadcasting anymore. Yeah. And it's like, who's watching this stuff? So what happens to me, because this is a music podcast, is I will yeah. hear about like the most popular artists on Spotify. Taylor Swift? Is going to be like, well... I know Taylor Swift, but, okay. but like it'll be some random rapper or some like, international sensation. Yeah. Like uh, I'm a big WWE fan. WWE has recently been doing some stuff with Bad Bunny, who is apparently just completely massive. And I was like, and I have never if you heard. you are Puerto Rican. I have never heard a song by this person. Oh, man. And, when we go to Puerto Rico, he's all over the place. Yeah. Well, of course. 
Because, yeah, you just said, like, he's Puerto Rican, whatever. But apparently he's one of the biggest artists in the world. Oh. And I was like... That's impressive for oh. an island one-third the yeah. size of the UP. <laughs> but anyways, like, yeah, I feel like there's there's a bunch of, like, massive Spotify stars. And I'm like, I don't know this person and I've never heard any of their songs. So, yeah, I think we're just out of you touch are with, not with popular the culture. the target market for Puerto Anything. Rican hip-hop. Uh, well, I mean... Like, Gen Z mumble rap. Even, like... Drake, for example, like another just like completely astronomically popular. You know some Drake songs. I know some Drake songs, but how popular Drake is, is like staggering to me because it's just like, I just don't, I'm out of touch with that. This is a music podcast. Music podcast with people who get billions of plays on Spotify and I'm like, that's a lot of, that's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of plays. It's a lot. Anyways. And Taylor Swift, you know? Oh my goodness. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Always doing something. We can make this a box office podcast and talk about how much money she's made in pre-sales for We're her movie. Gonna, it's it's going to be a pop, pop culture podcast. Yeah. Pop, popular pop. culture in the U.S. Sports, music. Music, video games. The Sometimes. Mo- movie starring The Rock. We occasionally will talk about video games. Like right now. Occasionally. Are you ready to move on? I'm ready I'm to... So- I'm- <laughs> <laughs> so, me and the three people still listening are so ready to move on. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what the game does well. Uh, Jordan, my list is empty for what the game did well. Stop, I, I have absolutely Dan. nothing. That is not true. <laughs> That's not true. So this is my theory. If you are actually serious about that, I think what happened is you played too much of this game. Man, okay. Because, I like how he just doesn't even give me any credit. It's like, if you're actually serious about that. Yeah, because you can't be. This is a fun game. <laughs> This was a fun game. The problem is, and I know what happened is, this is what always happens. <laughs> I come in here and you're like, oh, did you beat the game? And I say, no, I stopped when I stopped having fun. I played it for several hours, had a good time. It started to get tedious. And so I stopped. You, on the other hand, have to beat the game. And so you're going to force yourself for hours and hours to try to beat these things that were never meant to be beaten by humans. And then you have a bad time and you come in here with nothing good to say. But if you would have stopped after three hours, you'd probably have a long list of things that were enjoyable. I would have stopped after three hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> how, did you a, how did you have fun for three hours and how far okay, into I, this game? I don't know if I played that. Long, but I, I <laughs> yeah, stopped. Let's be honest. I made it to the third. So, so you, you, so you played the game for 90 minutes. You're like working your way up through these different divisions. And yeah, the first division yeah. is like... These dumb guys who shouldn't even be there. One guy who's never even won. Glass Joe. Never even won a fight. What's he doing? What's he doing? That's terrible, Glass Joe. Just get a different hobby. And you beat all these guys, and then you go up to, like, the next division. It's like the semi-amateur. I don't know. I don't know the names of them. And then you fight all those guys, and once you beat them, you go to the next one. You just keep working your way up until you get to fight Mike Tyson or not Mike Tyson, depending on which version of the game you're playing. And you're boxing. You're having a good time. And... Then eventually you stop having a good time, and that's when you just stop playing the game. And this is my advice yeah, for everybody okay. when you're playing a video game. If you're having a good time, and then you stop having a good time, stop playing the game and do something else. Um, Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I See, don't, this is my I first point know. for this game. Here it is. Right. I said surprisingly satisfying gameplay because okay. I stopped playing when it stopped being satisfying. <laughs> I said it's hard. It's a hard game, but it's doable if you can lock in the timing. It's not just random gotchas. So every single one of these little <laughs> dudes you're fighting. The gotchas and punch out. They just, you're just 
<laughs> you're boxing and then Mario just slaps well, they're not you. Like, Mario comes from the side and just slaps you in the <laughs> I'm saying like it's not like they're like giving them like these tiny hitboxes or they're they're making them like unhittable until you get to the end when you were talking about like there's such a small window to hit them. Yeah. But for all of the characters in the parts of the game that you should play before quitting, like every one of these characters has a pretty before easily quitting. discernible pattern and you learn the pattern and then you exploit it and then you win. Yeah. And that's kind of fun. And what I really think is is that the reason the set the gameplay is satisfying in this game is because it's not actually a fighting game it's a puzzle game the game is about figuring out the pattern and then exploiting it you know as i was uh, i was i was diving back into it for a bit today it was almost like for some reason my brain was going towards guitar hero it almost feels yeah. like a little bit of a rhythm game because some of the yes. tells that the the opponents have, uh, there are audio cues. Yep, or even visual cues, some of them like the well, flashing lights. and stuff. Yeah, of course, like the visual cues. But I was specifically, I think it might have been uh, King Hippo, um, where when he opens his mouth, yep. which is when you're supposed to hit him, that's when there's like a, a little blip. But when he does his other like moves, there's no sound that tells that he's about to hit you. Yep. And so there's, yeah, there's a weird like rhythm you kind of have to, to get maybe. just like guitar here. You kind of have to get in like a flow state yeah. where you're like, you're anticipating the moves and mm-hmm. you're, you're dodging them. And yeah. you, it, it is, you're right. It's almost like a rhythm game without the soundtrack, like without that, like specific rhythm. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first thing I have is tight gameplay. Like this is one of those like games that it feels um, pretty responsive. It feels yeah. like it, it holds up in, in the modern era. There's not really like slow down. Um, it's one that just that, yeah, it feels good to play nowadays. Um, and I think it, it holds up. Yeah. My in, second in point regard. kind of ties into that. And like about it feeling good is I was shocked that, you get these nice big sprites mm. like they're big yeah for an nes sprite and you don't get any flicker there's no flicker that i experienced in this game where like people are moving around everything looks good it, it doesn't yeah look like an nes game where like you're like tripping out the whole time because the whole <laughs> screen is flashing or parts of your like these big sprites had to have been multiple pieces right I'm, and you're yeah. not getting like random <laughs> body parts flickering and stuff like it looks good and that makes the gameplay feel good you're like reading my mind i was like i wonder i i <laughs> the thought crossed my mind i wonder if these were one sprite or or multiple sprites but i don't think they could have been one sprite on the nes because wasn't there a limit wasn't there a size limit for sprites i think that there was a color palette limit but i don't know if there was actual like size limit i don't because yeah i don't know if there was like a dimension limit for graphics um i have no idea but i also actually do have the the sprites as something that the game did well you have these like giant sprites which because they're bigger sprites they could put more detail in them and then i also kind of like the animation like the falling animation like the beep, 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 beep. like you have this these these sprites kind of flipping sometimes where it looks like the guy's like slowly falling or yeah. like you know I, all right i have an answer yes. dan okay he's got an answer i googled it okay nes could store up to 256 8 by 8 pixel sprites Oh, these were a bunch of eight by eight sprites stitched together, which makes it even more impressive that you don't have flickering between all those sprites stitched together. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And it could handle up to 64 at a time before causing visual flicker. So it must have been less than 64. So that's impressive. I guess there's not a whole lot else happening on the screen. You do have a little bit of really simple stuff going on in the background, like faces that are really small. But. Yeah, that's that's impressive. So the man they managed to stitch together those sprites and you don't get flicker. Eight by eight sounds so small. 
8 bit. That makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm trying to just think about how the graphics would work. Like even like a, a like another like even like the Mario sprites or like Mega Man or something. I'm trying to think about like Those are 8? How aren't would they? No. 8 is not a lot. It's not a lot, but it's really not. the total dimensions of the screen is like 256 pixels or something. Hmm. I mean, okay. Whatever. But yeah, sprites are sprites are cool. I like the sprites in this one. Big, detailed. Um, it does look like an NES game, though. It does. So it's not like crazy, but it's probably one of the better looking NES games due to the size of the sprites. Uh, Jordan, another thing that I have on a uh, list with this game as well is the music. Like uh, specifically the um, the password music after you uh, after you win a um, what's it called when you you uh, the, you beat the champ. Yes, and you, you're going to the next the next uh, the next le- level. Uh, what cutscene? Wh- no, what is the you fight <sighs> league? <laughs> League. Oh yeah, division. Division. Thank. Okay, I, I was I was like, what are we even aiming for here? We got it. Look, Teamwork. So you you win the title, and then you get a cutscene of yes. little Mac training, yes. chasing chasing Doc on the bike. Yes. And you get that. Yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's great. It's That's fe- it. It's phenomenal. That's my third point. <laughs> Damn. That's okay. Listen. <laughs> so when we started this podcast, I would talk about how I loved cutscenes <laughs> in these eight bit and sixteen bit games, and then we got to some later ones. Yeah. And my my complaint was like in like Kotor or something like oh, what do we play? Uh, Metal Gear Solid, where half the game is cutscenes. And it's like, okay, this doesn't feel special anymore. You're, this is just, <laughs> I just watched a movie. Yeah, like Metal well, Gear Solid, a third of the game is a movie. Well, that's Hideo it's Kojima. Like, it's supposed to be a, like a movie. That that's was fine. Like part of what he intended. That's fine. I don't yeah. want that in a video game. That's fine. But this is perfect. You give me a 15-second cutscene <laughs> with some catchy music and a, and a really memorable image of like the trainer riding the bike. Yeah. And he's he's like a big guy. And then yeah. you got Little Mac in this like pink marshmallow suit and he's chasing him down the road. And you got the New York skyline in the background. Yeah. Like that is a good cutscene. Or, you know, you're on a motorboat and you hit a rock and it launches you up oh, onto an aircraft carrier. Right, that's enough that, that is a good cutscene. They both <laughs> took about 10 seconds. You got a good song going in the background. It ties into what's going in the game. There's not a 40-minute download of dialogue that for the, it's critical for the narration that I have to remember. So let's do cutscenes the right way, is what I'm trying to say. And this game, Punch-Out, does it the right way. Do you like the cutscenes in Breath of the Wild? Uh, not particularly. No, Interesting. I do not care about the story. Okay. Interesting. Skip I was, I was, was just skip them. I was not expecting that. Who cares about it? Not you. You know what? This is the thing. <laughs> you can't make me care about a story in a Zelda game because the people who make the games don't care about it. It's like, oh, you know, every hundred years they like reincarnate and they're, but they're kind of the same, but it's also different. And we don't know how any of this ties together. It's Calamity like, Ganon. so why do I care if you don't even care? So, he used to be a big blue pig. Listen. And now he's a cloud of death. Yep. 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 So go get the cyborgs. If the story <laughs> actually is critical for the game, cool. The stuff that I love about Zelda games isn't in the story. I want to go around and have fun playing the game. I don't really care about the story. Okay. All right. Nobody's like, oh my goodness, my favorite story is a Link Between Worlds. I just love that so much. Um, I don't know. 
I'm not qualified. And if they are, they haven't read I'm not qualified to probably talk haven't about Zelda watched Jordan. a movie or read a book before or something. I don't know. I'm wholly unqualified to talk about Zelda. Everyone is. The people who make the game are. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can just make up anything you want every time you make a new game and you've made 40 games. There is no way to like you you see these people who are like desperate fans of the series. And they're every time a new game comes out, they have to rearrange their whole conspiracy theory oh wall word. and all of their newspaper clippings and red strings and they're trying to make it all work. How does this fit into the story? And then Tears of the Kingdom comes out and they're like, This is gonna do it. This is gonna answer all the questions we've ever had. And then it comes out and it's like, No, no, here there's no answers for you here. More <laughs> red string. Get more red string and move in. Now you're gonna have to take it into the nook. It's not going to fit in your bedroom anymore. Someday I'll, I'll I'll know what people are talking about with Tears of the Kingdom whenever I finish Breath of the Wild, which I started and then did exactly what I was afraid I was going to do and stop playing it for weeks. Yeah, that so happens. So I would like to get back to it at some point. But you should. It's a good game. You know, the gameplay is fun. It Just is skip the cutscenes. It's a fun game. Yes. It's, it's Yes. 100%. I like it. I love I'm to into hear it. it. I love to hear that. Uh, just got to get back to it. Speaking of fun too, games, do you have anything more to game? say about yeah. Punch-Out? I do. The password system, Jordan. We got yes. password system in the NES. Holy cow. And it's like actually useful. Yeah. It's not like throwing you in and like, oh, here, you get half-life and we're going to start you right before the dude punches you. It's like, no, you, you can just start this little circuit over again. Yeah. That's nice. It's great. If you, if you, I think, get knocked out three times, it's like game over and you can continue from the, the bottom of the circuit. Yeah. But there's only like four, yeah. was it four or five fights in each circuit? I think it was like three and then maybe four and then it was like maybe five. I don't remember. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't remember. I got to, I did get to Mr. Dream through scummy rewinding. Yeah, but I feel um, like that might have ruined the game for you. Well, <laughs> you mean saved it? It might have saved the game for me. Maybe. It did. It literally it's, did it save actually, the game. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, uh, so I. <laughs> Sometimes I, when I'm taking notes, I'll have kind of like personal thoughts um, that I don't necessarily bring up on the podcast, but I, I write them down in case they're relevant. Yeah. Uh, personal thoughts on this one, Jordan. Um, one, much like Contra, Punch-Out feels like a quintessential hard retro game. Yeah. Thinking back to my experience with Contra, never made it past the third level. Rarely, think- rarely made it past the second level. And I feel like in Punch-Out, you can at least get to like the third division so you're getting through you know seven ten fights before you get stuck so i feel like at least you get to experience more of the game than the contract (laughs) right but i didn't even get to the what i was oh yeah keep going my my second personal thought jordan um on how rewind save the game Uh, i wrote down i think i hate punch out (laughs) (laughs) just just straight up i was like i think i hate this game Uh, (laughs) um I was I started off on the Retron, yeah, doing my save state thing or whatever, and then it just got to a point where I was like, "This is getting really irritating" because I had to look up some stuff on like the patterns, couldn't figure them out or like whatever. And oh we'll probably yeah, talk about some of this. Maybe maybe we should transition, but to the to finish the point, like I do think I had a better time due to pl- switching to the the NES online on the Switch and just being able to using re- rewind using rewind to just just improve yourself just to be like this is okay what's the pattern here yeah i don't have to read about it on the internet i don't have to hope i'm f- getting frame perfect punches when a See guy's it. chart when, when 
bull, bull, build bald bull. Raging bull. What are you, or, <laughs> I don't even know. So what, what you did, Dan, is you, you even leaned more into making this a puzzle game rather than an action game, which I think is fine. Maybe, yeah. You just interacted with it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, I have one last kind of real small minor point is that the manual does a surprisingly good job of getting you started and giving you tips. Okay. If you read through that, if you're going to play this game, look oh. up the manual. You oh. can, you can, uh, that, um, that'll come later. <laughs> I, have, I have thoughts. Pretty much every <laughs> NES Super Nintendo <laughs> game that you can think of, if you type in the name of it in manual, Nintendo has them on their website as a, a PDF. It's going to be the first link that comes up and you can read through them and they're super helpful. I really like that they Well, do. no, no, that's, that's a lie. They're not always super helpful. But yeah. in this game, it actually was. And it gives you some really good starting tips and like helps you know like, hey, you're supposed to be looking for patterns. And here are some things you should do so you don't get knocked out instantly. Yeah. And here are some things you can do. Hit mash this button to get extra health between stages. Did you know that? Yes, okay. I did. There you go. Yes. That was very helpful. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the manual was good. How was the artwork in the manual? Was it good? Is it the, I like... Uh, no. I like look. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's white pages with oh, screenshots. It's a bummer. Um, I always like looking at old manuals and like seeing artwork in them. I for think, whatever reason. Yeah, not many NES games have. I mean, some. I'm thinking like Zelda has Zelda. some cool little I think Mario drawings th- and stuff. Mario Three yeah. has some good ones. But um, if it wasn't like a big first party game, you're not usually getting that. Yeah, I do appreciate that Nintendo puts their manuals on the website. It yeah. kind of surprises me that they can be bothered. It also is kind of um, funny that they're just like they're scans of yeah. stuff they had laying around. Like if a page has like a tear in it, like you'll see it. Like, yeah, they're not. It, it's like a little time. What do they call those time capsule? It's not yeah. the cleanest, like perfect digital thing it kind of feels old school i like they've it. got a closet somewhere that yeah. still has like paper files and <laughs> they had some intern in 2005 scan them all in and yeah. digitize them they're like we need to get these out of here <laughs> <laughs> uh all right jordan are you ready to move on to what the game doesn't do so well let's do it all right all right jordan the first thing that i have the game didn't do so well was that it wanted me to join the nintendo fun club today mac Wait, what? Really? You didn't see this? Uh, I don't remember that. No? So if you are sometimes between rounds, yeah. what Mac or what Doc will tell you to do oh, I didn't read that is stuff. to join the Nintendo Fun Club. That's funny. You, you struggling? Call this oh, 900 oh. number. Oh, that's the number where you got charged by the minute to get some <laughs> uh, guy in a cubicle to tell you how to beat the level? I think so. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, whose parents I didn't were letting them make yes. long distance calls uh, to Washington to get some dude to help walk them through a level. Punch out, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and it's not even like, okay, I'm stuck in this dungeon in Zelda and your tip is going to help me get past it. It's like, you you know, I still have to manage to rhythm game beat this guy. Goodness, yeah. I don't, I, so I guess I should have looked up what the, the Nintendo Fun Club was, but I just automatically assumed it was the 900 number of like, you should pay us to tell you how to beat this thing we designed. That's really infuriating. Let's see. I'll Let's look see. it up. Uh, Nintendo Fun Club was a fan club marketed by Nintendo. Wikipedia is loading. I just had the little This is what turned there. into Nintendo Power? Uh... Received a free subscription to Nintendo Fun Club News. This is a periodical that discussed popular games. And yeah, it sounds like it was sort of the the thing that came before Nintendo Power. Oh. How long did this last? So this isn't the 900 number. Not the 900 Now do you number. feel less bad about it? A little bit, but it's still annoying that they were like... <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. 
Uh, After seven issues and 600,000 subscribers, along with more than 100 telephone gameplay counselors. So the magazine was what was pushing the counselors. So it was kind of, you got there eventually. So the fun club <laughs> wasn't the 900 number, but the magazine employed 100 <laughs> telephone gameplay counselors. Can this be a 900 number podcast? Can we just like reflect on a time in society when 900 numbers were a thing? Yeah, it looks like it lasted about a year. It lasted seven issues over the course of a year. Oh, and then it was replaced by Nintendo Power <laughs> Magazine in 1988. Okay. Which was free. The first issue was free to fun club members and then became a traditional paid subscription. Yeah. So this does eventually lead down the line of charging kids a bunch of money. Yes. But, okay, there we go. You know, at least they got some free magazines out of it. Seven yeah. free magazines if you started right at the beginning. Goodness. Yeah, but it was like, oh, you're struggling? We're not going to give you, like, somewhat cryptic hints. And I do think they do give you some cryptic hints at some point. Is this the 1987 version of, like, like, microtransactions to help you win a game? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, I loved retro games so much more. They never had microtransactions. Quintessential pay to win. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We need to make a documentary. It goes back so much further than we ever thought. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, so yeah, I'm struggling with this game, and it's like, how do I do this? I'm just gonna go on GameFAQs and tell have somebody tell me what to do. But I was not, I was not thrilled with uh, the fact that when I was like struggling with King Hippo, yeah, I think is that is when it first started. I think King Hippo is where it's probably like the fifth fight of the game or something, and it's where it kind of starts to get a little bit tough. Yeah, um, that kind of ties into a couple of my points. One being like it has a steep difficulty curve, mm-hmm. which also impacts this other one that the game is kind of repetitive. So like you're yeah. you're fighting all these different boxers, and sometimes you fight them multiple times. Like they'll come up a division with you, and it's fun at first. Like this idea of like going through all these boxers, learning their different patterns and stuff. But it gets pretty repetitive, and I had no desire to like complete the whole game. Yeah, I was fine just like playing it until it stopped being fun and then putting it down. And it's probably something that you need to play in chunks. This is not a game that you want to try to like marathon through. You're gonna have a bad time because, like we said, it's essentially just <laughs> that <don't> say. <laughs> pattern memorization. It's this puzzle game pretending to be a sports game, and like if you do too much of it, your brain is just gonna be like, "I need to do something else." Yeah, I will say. So, it's what's it been like a month? We were supposed to. Re- I think we were supposed to record like a month ago, and I was feeling some kind of way about it back then right <laughs> you when I was ready to record and then I hopped back in today yeah to refresh my memory and I started at the beginning of the game and I was like yeah th- this is fun see like this is fun and I do think that there's something to that where it's like yeah if you play this in chunks like it feels almost like a lot of people really like punch out and it feels to me like comfort food game like uh. like if you loved this game as a kid you just you like going you back got to it, it down. Yeah, you got so the just, pattern. It just it, feels good to go back to it. Yeah. It's like for me going back to Guitar Hero Three and playing the songs that I was really good at, and yeah. you get into that like flow state because you know how it's supposed to go. Yeah, it's yeah. Like riding a bike for sure. And so I think that yeah, Punch Out is just one of those like you work on it for a long time, you feel accomplished when you finally make yeah. progress. Uh, this this oh, man kind of reminds me of the minecart from Donkey Kong Country. Like when you can <laughs> when. When you can but more, ace that, more fun, yeah. like um, I I did that so many times when we were playing the game for the podcast that I locked it. Like I had it memorized the pattern of when to jump, when not to jump, when when to do all this stuff. And then when we were playing it 
uh, we were playing it on a stream for raising money for a children's hospital. And somebody was like, I'm going to donate 20 bucks if you can nail this first try. And I, I had it locked in and I got yeah. it. And it felt so good because like when you go back and like your brain just like gets in that flow state, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, man, there's something about this game that feels so <sighs> quintessential is the word that that's, that's coming to my mind. It's, it feels like all of the, the things that, people's brains associate with the NES NES hard or just like the, that era of gaming. Yeah. Like password systems and like all of the things it feels like this is, uh, just one of those games, um, that is pure nostalgic. It's purely a time capsule. Um, yeah, it just, it struck me today as like, just like, Oh, this is probably comfort food gaming for a lot of people. Yeah. I could see that. But and neither of us not, had this game as a kid. I didn't know anyone who had this game. My so cousin this, had it. Yeah. My cousin had it. I distinctly, I have one memory yeah. of my cousin bringing it over to my house. And I think that I came home as they were about to leave and I was bummed because I was obsessed with video games. <laughs> so they, they brought this new NES game over that I don't think I'd ever played. And then they had the, uh, the big joystick. Oh yeah. The, I forget what the name of that thing is. And I didn't get to play with it. And I was so sad. The power pad, the power pad. And then they left with punch out. And I don't know. I don't actually know if I ever played. That's just, the, like, the, the, that's the one it. memory of punch yeah. out. Like that, I think maybe I have there's something as a kid. deep in there about maybe. like you missing out on playing it, and now and like it's yeah, really, really sad in the back of your head. Yeah, I don't know. Punch out. Yeah, I have something that like I was playing this game, yeah. and I noticed something weird. So at the top of the screen, <laughs> you have hearts. Yes. And you have a stamina bar. Yeah, the hearts now, are like they are in Castlevania. Yep, exactly. And- <laughs> That's where I'm going with this. So you got to punch think, candles. You would think that when you get punched, your hearts would go down, and that when you got tired, your stamina bar would go down. But it's the opposite. When you get punched, your stamina bar goes down, and when like you are dodging and stuff. And you or you don't, you miss a dodge, then your hearts go down. It is so backwards and confusing. It's like like hearts are for life, and stamina <laughs> is for stamina. Like I I wrote down, was this game made by the same people who made Castlevania? And then he noticed that Mario was the ref, and he's like, what is this world? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the weird thing is, like if your hearts run out, like if you aren't being good at dodging or whatever. Uh, or if if you dodge too much, is it if you dodge too much without punching? I don't know. Your hearts go down when you when you block. Okay, when you block, if your hearts or you get, get too low, yeah. Or I think if you get no, oh, who even knows? If man? you get because one of them, I'm trying to think. Um, it's when, if you punch them while they're blocking, you yes. lose you lose hearts. And if you dodge their punches, you gain hearts. But if when you run your stamina out, is low, when you when you <laughs> run out. <laughs> when you run out of hearts, if you run out of hearts, your dude starts flashing and you're too tired to punch. Yeah. And then all you can do is dodge and try to build more hearts back up. That's correct. That's what? What? <laughs> what? Who invented this system? It's dumb. I don't even care. The system is fine. Like whatever, you run out of stamina and you can't punch anymore because you're tired. But stars. But the stars are super punch. Yeah, why? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you pick if you up can stars if you get three stars. No. What is that? No, <laughs> if you time a punch at, at a particular place, I think there might be some element of randomness to it. 
But I think if you hit certain punches at certain times, you can get a star, which allows you to do like a super uppercut. So it's so confusing. Yeah, all these things. Yeah, stars and hearts and stamina bars. And I really got three grabbers, three taggers, five twig runners, and a player at whack bat. Center tagger lights a pine cone and chucks it over the basket. And the whack batter tries to hit the cedar stick off the cross rock. Then twig runners dash back and forth until the pine cone burns out. And finally, the umpar- umpire calls hot box. We and that's are, the rules. We're not playing Quidditch, Jordan. No, um, that's from Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is a fantastic okay. movie about what's Fox. It, what's yes. in a name? Um, <laughs> can we talk about Mario being the ref? This is a movie podcast, eh? <laughs> yeah. Why is Mario the ref? Speaking can of we, Mario from the okay. Mario movie. So first of all, I appreciate that Mario's an everyman. She's just like, yeah. not He's only plumber, plumber, referee, doctor, construction worker, construction worker. I'm pretty sure Mario's in Wrecking Crew. Race car driver. Yeah. yeah. Golfer. Board game player. Tennis <laughs> enthusiast. Partier. Yeah. Well, I just said board game player, but then, yeah. Ah. Yeah. I wasn't listening. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> What's is, new? Uh, uh, is this game taking place in the Mushroom Kingdom? No, this is, this is again, Nintendo. It's a play. Truly, it's a play. Truly does not care about canon or story <laughs> or anything with their main characters. Except for maybe like Samus, her story kind of seems to make sense. <laughs> Star Fox, nope, get out of here. Who cares? Knowing, yeah, like, it's like Nintendo. The story is just a thing that is there because it has to be. <laughs> it's an they inc- want to make a fun <laughs> gameplay game, and that's all yeah. that really matters. It's, it's an inconvenient uh, necessity for yeah. Nintendo. Although uh, now I'm thinking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is really good. Uh, but the Jungle Kingdom. They're like, we don't, we never talked about the Jungle Kingdom being a thing in a Mario game, but now Donkey Kong, Kong, yeah, like, we're going to just put these in the same, I don't know, you got to start somewhere as you build up your Mario cinematic universe. Well, I don't understand how, um, the the world of Mario is laid out. The world of the Mushroom Kingdom. (laughs) Here we go. Let me, let's get out the red thread. (laughs) Let's get out the newspaper clippings. Yeah, maybe the the Mario movie kind of ruined this for me a little bit more. I'm just like, oh, there's different kingdoms, but some of these aren't in the games, and some of them are. And like, what what is going on here? Or like the I th- I feel like the universe of Mario is just very strange. Like they add yeah. a bunch of characters, and I'm like, that doesn't feel like a Mario character to me. And maybe it's because I'm in my 30s and I'm like a retro gamer. Get off my long but screen. It's just like, why is why is this random stuff in in my my Mario games? What is this franchise anymore? Maybe these boxers are all in Mario. Maybe. And also New York City. New Donk City. Oh, maybe it was New Donk City. That's a good yeah. point. But even like I don't know. Don't worry about it. I don't know what a Mario. I don't know what a Mario games vibes are anymore. What is a Mario? What is a Mario? How do you get a Mario? How do you keep a Mario? These are the questions that we ask every day. Why is their last name Mario? Because Nintendo didn't think it through. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. You have all of these Japanese businessmen who are like, stop asking us about the story. And the Americans who keep being like, we need to know. We need to know the story and then so then like nintendo of america will release statements and then japan's like we have to work with this now we don't care it doesn't matter they called it super mario brothers listen we took the second mario game because you dumb americans didn't get it and we we just reskinned a an aladdin looking thing for fuji televisions yeah which they couldn't do anything about because they only own the characters exactly (laughs) so listen nintendo doesn't care so we probably shouldn't care I just wish Nintendo cared a little bit more. 
I, who cares if they keep I making do. fun I games? I do. I just said that. If they keep making that, fun Karen. games, who cares if the story makes sense? Whatever. Switch the story sell about a million. plumber tripping on mushrooms, fighting turtles. He doesn't trip on mushrooms. He eats them, George. Literally, there are some Mario games where the screen goes all trippy and your dude's warping. That's a thing. Based on not picking up the mushrooms. Yeah, if you eat one of these weird mushrooms, the whole screen starts... Oh, you're talking about Mario Maker. The weird mushroom yeah. where Mario gets tall. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's bent. It's canon. Method is, yeah. <laughs> Mario Maker is canon. Everything that happens in Mario Maker is canon. Punch-Out is Mario canon. That's what I'm saying. Well, we, we could talk about Captain N. I don't want to. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what else is bad about this game? Uh, Jordan, at times it feels like this game, while it does feel like um, the gameplay is tight and responsive, it feels like the timing sometimes is like the window feels a little bit off where I'm like, I dodged a punch and you still made me get hit. That's how you know you've gone too far into the game (laughs) and you go back to the beginning and play the fun levels again. Yeah, it's just like sometimes the timing is a little bit wonky where I'm like, clearly I dodged or clearly I didn't dodge and it gave me credit for dodging. Um, Like... There's just some times when part of the frustration of getting the timing down was you need to like, you need to fudge it in some ways. And that's kind of like, this is adding to my levels of frustration with this game or the recognizing some of the patterns. Like I was fighting Mr. Dream before we came in here, trying to finally beat Mr. Dream. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do here? I don't know that you're going to figure that on your own. That was like a whole, that was like, you need to read Nintendo power, call the hotline. Ask the kid at school who's already beaten it. Nobody beat this. I just, people have. There's people <laughs> on the internet who have beat this. There are literally dozens of them. Is the internet the new playground? I heard about yeah. a kid. His yeah. uncle worked at Nintendo. Yeah. Gave him <laughs> gave him all the hints. Gave him all the hints. But yeah, I mean, just between like, I think the difficulty and some of the weird timing, this game felt, I think, maybe unnecessarily frustrating. Um, That's fair. Which is why Rewind was great. Uh, Jordan, last last point I have. All right, let's hear it. I was just thinking about this today. I wish there were like more modes. This feels like a very like. I mean, it, else it's a you puzzle do? game. So like, sure, yes, you're solving different puzzles, but it kind of feels like a one trick pony in a way. And I almost wish that there were like mini games, like training. Yeah, like maybe. It, it, and granted, I think you is, get some of that, like once you get to like the Wii version. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I looked at the Wii version. It looks like fun, much easier version of Punch Out. Surprise, Motion surprise. controls. Uh, well, I think you could actually hold it sideways and play it like regular Punch Out. Oh, I was thinking like you know it'd be cool to have like training mini games or like maybe like a little bit of an RPG. Like yeah. oh, you're leveling up, getting stronger. Like maybe these opponents don't have to do be it so crazy. Like. Uh, like What's the game that I can never say the name right? River City. River City Rampage. Ransom. <laughs> where you can like buy little upgrades for your dude. Yeah. That'd be cool, especially because yeah. it's boxing and you're winning yeah. stuff and you should be able to like get a little bit stronger. Buy steroids or something. That <laughs> was the 80s. All right. So there you go. Oh Dan's bummed that there's no steroids in the game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how much I've talked about um, Blitz the League. Oh, we talked about this it. Game, this we podcast. talked about it. But yeah, if this game was a little bit more, you know, that's what we need. We need a Blitz the League version of Punch-Out. Somebody needs to to make that. The dark side of boxing. <laughs> the dark side of boxing. This game has some. And we'll get, I mean, we'll get to it in the trivia. Yeah. Some of the dark side of this game. Okay. Well, we should, we should, we should get to that. I think I'm all done. Let's, all right. Let's move on to the rest of our show. Let's do it. 
All right, Dan, what would you pay for the experience that you just had with Punch Out? What would I pay? Um, I feel like Punch Out feels to me uh, like an essential retro game. It feels to me like even though I didn't have this as a kid. Yeah. As an NES collector, I'm glad it's in my collection. It feels like one of those like. Oh, now, do you have Punch Out man. or Mike Tyson's Punch Out? I have Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Okay. I feel like, man, part of me is like, I'm tra- the, the, the thought I'm trying to work through in my brain right now is like, is this a top 20 NES game? To some people, it's like, yes, what? idiot. No. Like, why would you You not? just said you didn't like I, it. Stop. I'm working through this, Jordan. Okay. I'm working through it. I don't make sense. And you don't need to just understand based off that. of what you think other people will like it. It's so not, you have no, to rate it no, higher. No, 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 no. Okay. He just melted. You guys should have seen it. He just, he's a puddle on the ground. Cause I now. listened to you and it just, it, he <sighs> <laughs> just growled at me. I did growl. <laughs> I'm just trying to think out loud, Jordan. Okay. This feels like Contra, Castlevania, Mario. Like when I think about the NES, if I were to compile a list of like the top 20, like most essential games that need to be in an NES collection or like the NES mini, um, this game definitely strikes me as one of those that needs to be on there. Even though I don't love this game and I didn't have a ton of fun with it, it does strike me as a great game. And it does strike me as, as a game that I'm glad is in my NES collection. $12, maybe 15, 15. 15 you 15 you i don't even i'm not even gonna try to like i'm not gonna argue with you about how (laughs) ridiculous that that whole statement was um i'm the one standing here who actually enjoyed this game um i was it was fun like i i kind of want to say like two or three dollars just because like i don't really have any desire to know how to say anything else i don't really have any desire to ever play this game again because i don't have any connection to it I feel like I experienced it, which was good. And that's part of it is like experiencing something that is part of the culture and like understanding that it had an important place in video gaming and all that. That does raise my value on the experience that I had with it. So I'm willing to go to five dollars. Okay, five dollars. Interesting. That's a lot. I understand what you're trying to say, that it has an important place in video game history. It is an iconic early game that does what it's trying to do well and so you have to give it some extra stuff Mm. the crazy thing to me is you saying $15 for a game that you just came in here saying I have nothing good to say about it like which was a joke I I know but then you you legitimately didn't have a fun time playing it like you were dreading dreading recording it when we were supposed to do it a month ago dreading recording like so I just I feel like you're giving a lot of weight to its historical and cultural significance and not so much your own personal experience but I think for you that those are things that actually do affect your personal experience okay for me I I don't really care that's only going to give me a tiny bump I think there are so many bad Nintendo games or NES games yeah that's there are so like hundreds of bad games on the system yeah so I We've covered that, all of them. All of them. All what is all it, the bad uh, ones. Seven. I can't remember. If it's seven or eight hundred. Oh something. my goodness. Yeah. There's. I mean. So when I look at a game like Punch Out, that holds up. Yeah. Largely, it does. It does a good job. It's like, wow, this is really one yes, of the better games on the system. So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put more weight to it. I get it. I personally don't share the way that your brain yeah, works, so but I understand why not. you are saying what you're saying. Most people don't. 
Uh, Jordan, though, some of the conversation on Discord about this, people like Super Punch-Out, like the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Not the arcade, Super Punch-Out. <laughs> um, so I didn't, I watched a little bit of footage of it. Um, it sure looks like Punch-Out with 16-bit graphics. Yeah. Um, but so maybe some of those minor things, there, yeah. like the, you know, they made it a little feel a bit more fair or something. I think there's more buttons. All right. So, Dan, how much do you think <laughs> just done a me. loose copy of Punch-Out, not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, but just Punch-Out? Regular. Yeah. It's loose copy on the NES. Uh, this generally feels like a pretty pricey one. Um, Non-Mike Tyson's version, probably like 30 bucks. It's $19 loose, $60 complete. And okay. that's the cheapest of all the variants. Okay. So then we go to Mike Tyson Punch-Out NES. Yeah, what do you think it's going for loose? Like 35 to 40. Hey, $36 hey, loose, yeah. $216 oh complete. goodness. Yeah. So okay. do you so, have a complete copy? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, do you know which Not version yet. on the NES you have? Because there's, there's three NES versions. Do you know which one you have? I, no, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, you might have one that's worth more than thirty six. Probably don't. don't the PAL it. prices are similar to that. Thirty six loose, two sixteen complete. It's not too different for the PAL. Okay. Then we get Mike Tyson punch out on the NES with white bullets. So there's orange bullets on most of them, but there were a few printed. And some people argue about whether it was this was the first print run or this was like a mid print run where the orange ink ran out or something. There's different stuff I saw out there, but there's yeah. a white bullet version of Mike Tyson punch on the NES. It's a little bit more rare. What do you think that's going for? Uh, I don't know. Where are the bullets on it? Like, like going like on the graphics, there's like these little, I don't know if you look on yours, you'll see if there's white or orange bullets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's not like a bullet point list of stuff that's like on uh, the label or whatever. It's, I don't it's... think so. I <laughs> <laughs> see. Mike Tyson. Punch uh, this out. is the first I've ever heard of this. Oh, it's a thing. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a thing. It's a, uh, it's a rarity. Uh, what do I think the the white bullet version is going for? Yeah. So it's uh, $75. Um, let's see. The white bullet version, 46 loose, 715 complete. Huh? So where What's, are these bullets? What? Where are these bullet points? I'm looking at the artwork. Mike Tyson punch out. Bullet points. Okay. So, oh, they're not actual bullet points. There's like a list at the bottom of the game. Oh, there are. There's there's a list of three things on the artwork underneath Punch Out. Okay. And there's three. It's a bullet point list of three things. And the white version is the good one. The white version is the more expensive version. Okay. It says like fight Tyson in the dream bout. There's like, there's little things. Ah, and it's, it's worth 10 bucks more. Uh, yeah, $10 more. Unless you have it complete, then it's $500 more. I wonder if the box itself changed, Maybe. changed it all. I don't know. And then you have the vaunted Mike Tyson Punch-Out NES 5-Screw. Five 5-Screw five version. 5-Screw version. Whenever you get a 5-Screw version of a cartridge, people go crazy. What do you think that's Not always. For? Not always, Not but always. it seems like it. If there's if there's like a 3-Screw and a 5-Screw, people want the one of them. Whatever one's more rare, yeah. probably. Yeah. All right, so how much do you think it's going for loose? How much is the five screws? Sixty dollars. Seven hundred and eighty-four. So if you have that one, no. sell it and buy a bunch of other games. I'm sure I don't have the five screws. And a complete copy, two thousand seven hundred and forty dollars. Uh, yep. So uh, you can get Punch Out for nineteen, or Mike Tyson's Punch Out for thirty-six. At those prices, for this game, is it worth it or worthless? 
How much was the the regular version? Nineteen. Nineteen. I would yeah, you I'd said say twelve. That's worth it. You said twelve, and then you groaned and said maybe fifteen. Yeah, no, but for people that want to build a good NES collection, you could buy a whole year of Nintendo uh, Switch could, online for nineteen dollars. If you're building an NES collection, you could I get almost two it. years for thirty six dollars. I, I would not. If I was, so I focus on quality over quantity with my collecting. Yeah, says the guy who has an entire wall of video games. Yes, well, I'm not. That's not. I sometimes exaggerate about the walls in the studio here. I'm not exaggerating about him having an entire wall of video games. That is a true fact. It's half of a wall. Depends on what wall you put it on. <laughs> <laughs> it could be it two. Would easily fit. Uh, it could be two walls wall in, in this room. room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big. It's a big collection. You have a big collection. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You have a larger collection. You're in the, like the 99th percentile of video game collections. <laughs> I can say that easily. I mean, if you, okay, but that's, that's everything from NES up through like PS5. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. No, it's I'm, not. Like, <laughs> yeah. Still the point stands. Let's just be honest. I've been hoarding for a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. So. If you're trying to build a reasonable size collection. So if you're trying to build an NES collection and you want the essentials for 19 bucks, yes. Worth it. Okay. I would say just go play it on Nintendo Switch Online and get yourself a whole year's that's, worth Well, that's of what you should do because rewind. Tons of good Rewind. Yeah. Yes, of course. All right. Like downtown Niketsu, Kunio-kun's retro brawler bundle. worth it. I'm saying worthless. Yeah, uh, well, unless you're going to do it online and then it's worth it. Oh, the switch on like you, sh- if you haven't experienced punch out, go experience it. Yeah. Like it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's punch out. It's a good game. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to start <laughs> saying it's good and then stop yourself. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the trivia here. Trivia here. We're going to start with Dan. Uh, the one that we kind of alluded to earlier about there's this gold edition, super Famicom version yeah. of Mike Tyson's punch out. It's super expensive. I didn't even look at the price charting on it. I'm sure it's crazy expensive. I don't even think they had it listed. Uh, I think it's 200 bucks. I think it's 200. Is it Mike Tyson punch out or is no, it just punch out? Uh, I think it's punch out gold and it's a Famicom game. So punch you might've overlooked it. Gold. Um, maybe not. I think Let's I, see. we got I a punch have... out gold Famicom game. Yeah. 285 <laughs> loose. Yeah. Uh, $700 complete. So it's not right. the craziest one. Yeah. Well, someday I'll get it. One. Someday. All right. So <laughs> how was the console version of punch out originally released in Japan? That's the question. Yeah. It's very specific. Very how specific. was the console version yeah. of punch out originally released in Japan? Your options are, was it a free gift with the purchase of boxing gloves at Tokyo's Mizuno Sporting Goods Store? That's A. B, the second place prize for a Famicom golf tournament. C, a giveaway for all attendees at the 1987 Sumo Championships held in Sumida, Japan. Or D, dropped in parachute packages from a helicopter over Tokyo's famous Shibuya Crossing. How many of those did you make up? I'm just in just generally. Only one of them can no, be true. No, I know. One of them is true for for this question. Yeah. But all of those sound like situations that happened for things. No, in I mean one so of them is may, true. You completely made up 3 of them. 3 of them are just okay. based on things that I 
notes. Okay. You know, from my brain. All right. So was it a free gift with the purchase of boxing gloves? It was B. It was the second. (laughs) Yeah. It was the second place prize. Yeah. At a Famicom golf tournament. Yeah. It was given away exclusively to second place prize winners of the Famicom golf U.S. course tournament. So, yeah, there you go. That was the first way it was available in Japan. All right, second one. And this is what gets into the darker side of Punch-Out, Dan. According to the rules of professional boxing, Little Mac should not have been allowed to fight in matches against other boxers in the game. He shouldn't have been able to do any of this. Which of Little Mac's stats would disqualify him in the real world? So two of these stats, Dan disqualify him from being allowed yeah. to actually box professionally. Okay. Two of them don't matter. So which of these two stats disqualify him from <laughs> being allowed to be a professional boxer? He was, was nine it, years old. Was it A, <laughs> his height, B, his weight, C, his age, or D, his accreditation? Accreditation. <laughs> his height, weight, age, or accreditation. Which of those would have disqualified him from being allowed to be a professional boxer? I like to think Little Mac is this is an Ash Ketchum scenario where he's just like an eleven year old boy. Yeah. In a in an adult's world. Fighting just doing Mike his thing. Tyson, getting his ears bit <laughs> off. Well, That's is, why he wears that hood. That's is, why he's wearing that pink hood tied so tight. This is pre ear biter. I know, Tyson. but he knew. Everyone knew. You could see <laughs> Everyone it his, knew. You could see it in his Everybody eyes. Everybody knew he was a cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, weight. So I have to get two of them right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weight. Probably one of them. I have to imagine because yeah, well, he's yep. substantially smaller. It was his weight. He's 107 pounds. 107 pounds. So boxing has these things called weight classes. Weight classes. <laughs> Mike Tyson, I think, was the heavyweight champion. <laughs> so he's not typically fighting 107 pound. You know, no. people doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I got to get another one, right? Yeah. Uh, you said height, height, age, and accreditation. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like accreditation is, is the, <laughs> the one that you're going to go with. <laughs> is that your final answer? I don't know how old Little Mac is. It tells you in the game. Does it tell you? Yeah. It says his height, his weight, his age. How, what's his age? What is, uh, what is his age? I can't tell you. Why can't you tell Why me? Why weren't you an uh, observant game player? Because I was, you were so stuck on the fun club, you weren't looking at his stats. I was too busy being upset. (laughs) Mike Tyson's much that. How old is Little Mac? I'll I'll tell you after you guess. What? I can't tell you now. (laughs) I have it in parentheses. I mean, I can't tell you till after. It's how the note works, Dan. That's how the note works. Yeah. Do you have everything in parentheses about what's why why something is true or untrue? Yeah. Well, no. Just when the answer is correct. No, 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 no. There are some cases here where I have, it's just if I, no, just answer the question and I'll explain <laughs> it afterwards. I can't explain it to you right now. Uh, age restrictions. Are there age restrictions in boxing as like somebody's an adult? I can't tell you because that's literally the point of this question. Little Mac 17. Okay. Well then I'm going to say his age. Yes. You're right. Yes. He's 17. 17. Yes. That's not allowed I was say. to box professionally I was say, yeah. until you're 18 because it's literally just people committing assault against each other. Uh, yeah, subconsciously uh, I observed yeah, Little Mac was 17, At least in the U.S. you have to be 18. He's 17, that's no good. He's 107 pounds, that's no good for fighting. So also 17 with a zero between the two. Yeah. Uh, and his height, Dan, he is 4 foot 8 inches. <laughs> which was Truly later... Little Mac. Yeah, it was later changed in the Super Nintendo and 
future games for him to be like five foot something. Well, that's but like four foot eight, hundred and seven pounds. I mean, that's not unusual for a seventeen year old to be four foot eight, under five feet tall. I mean, that's you know, you you hit that growth spurt a little bit later in life, <laughs> like when you're in college, you hit eighteen. Yeah, when you're about twenty six, you start to grow a little yeah. taller. <laughs> the game doesn't say anything that I know of about his accreditation. <laughs> I, usually the fourth Sounds one is kind of silly, Dan. I usually try to pick something a little bit over the top for the fourth yeah. option. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you there you I'm, go. You think I'm tracking like you got this? hundred percent. Hundred percent. Of course. I've never missed a trivia question. That's. I have a spreadsheet that says that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of spreadsheets that say that is true. Well. So, <laughs> do you want to compare spreadsheets? Uh, this isn't that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It could be. Who knows what it That's is anymore? True. Music, movies, spreadsheets, extreme sports. Nailed it. Uh, extreme sports. What? Extra extreme. You know, slapping, arm wrestling, oh, XFL. Oh, 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 oh extreme. yeah. Sorry, I should have said extreme uh, sports. <laughs> All right, Jordan, we got a few announcements before we, before we land this. We this, do. We land the ship. Uh, we got Comic Book Tober coming up. As our next episode, we're going to be doing something. Yeah. Something with a comic book. That's a fact. Hopefully it's Silver Surfer. No. I'm really hoping If it's not the Punisher, I'm not coming in here. (laughs) I'm recording from the hallway. (laughs) He's not even going to record. I'm just going to be me just sitting here awkwardly talking to the wall. Two years ago, I bought Dan the Punisher. Most expensive retro game I've ever paid money for. It's funny what you'll do for somebody else that what you won't do for yourself. Under the under the pretenses that that would force us to play it. Yeah. I don't think he's ever even looked at it. It's lost <laughs> on that giant wall of shelves downstairs. Yeah, the label was a little tattered, so I actually threw it in the yeah, trash. Yeah, that's the only way I could get it for 60 yeah. bucks was to buy a beat up one. Yeah, I threw it in the trash because it wasn't in perfect condition, so we can't oh, actually God, play it. Literally sounds like the opposite of you. <laughs> and of course, Jordan, Discord. Join us on Discord. Bunch of nice humans over there. If you want to get in the conversation, right. if you want to good community, if you want to talk about Sonic or or corn dogs or corn pizza, <laughs> what have we been talking about recently? Hot dogs, corn dogs, all the dog foods. Re- wrestling. Talk about wrestling. Jordan's Jordan's big into wrestling right now. He's been he, he's oh. in the Discord channel. I'm big, yeah. Or of course, if you want to play along with us, you know we have channels for that. You're gonna come in there and. We got we're about to roll out the Silver Surfer channel on the Stop. server. Stop. I really need to play Silver Surfer. It's been on my collection or staring at me in my collection for a long time. So, but uh, that's about it. That's it. That's it. We did it. Uh, check out Punch Out, especially if you have the Switch Online service. Yep. And have, uh, um, what should I say here, Jordan? Have a Merry October. Merry Halloween. I think in the words of Homestar Runner, it's October ween. October ween. We haven't talked about Homestar in a minute. All right, y'all. Have a great. Uh, <laughs> I keep trying to land the thing. And I don't See know. See Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating or review wherever you're listening and if you shared the show with other retro gaming fans in your life. If you're looking for more retro gaming content, check out worthitorworthless.com where you can find things like reviews, guides, game recommendations, and of course, all of our relevant links. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks.